Today is January the 5th. Today, we see the third fall in the book of Genesis, the fall of humankind. Our reading today is Genesis chapters 10 and 11. Chapter 10 is a list of peoples that were born of Noah's sons and uh, quite a few of uh, the things uh, that took place there. I do want to draw your attention to the fact that in 10, 5, uh, uh, in, in concluding uh, the sons of Japheth, it says... Their descendants became seafaring peoples that spread out to various lands, each identified by its own language, its own clan and national identity. The sons of Ham come next. And in verse 20, these were the descendants of Ham, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. And then the sons of Shem are concluded in verse 31. These are the descendants of Shem, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. Um, these uh, descendants of, of uh, Noah develop their own languages. So in chapter 11, when we come to the Tower of Babel, what we find is that although Noah has been told to repopulate the earth and to scatter the people of Babel, come together, and they say in 11.4, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. Exactly the opposite of what God had commanded them. So they are planning on how to disobey God. What God does, he looks at them and he says, they all speak one language in common. Now, they had their own languages. They had their own tribal and clan languages. But there was one language that they all spoke. In the Tower of Babel, God comes down and he confuses that one language so that they have nothing but their own languages to fall back on. Then they can't understand each other. Look at verse 8. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world. Now, it's worthwhile to take a, take a little bit of a break here and just look at the structure of the book of Genesis. Now, we've seen the story of two main figures. It's interesting that in Genesis, there is a particular structure that sets that for us. In chapter 5, verse 1, this is the written account of the descendants of Adam. Adam is the first person that uh, Moses focuses on when he writes the book of Genesis. In chapter 6, verse 9, this is the account of Noah. This is the account of, literally, in Hebrew, this is the book of the genealogy of. 
the interesting thing is that after that, they don't mention genealogies. Sometimes they've just finished a genealogy. Instead, they're presenting the history of these men. Adam is the first. Noah is the second. In chapter 11, verse 27, this is the account of Terah's family. Abraham, Terah's son, is the third. Chapter 25, verse 19, this is the account of the family of Isaac. And what follows is the story of Jacob. And then finally, Genesis chapter 37, verse 2. This is the account of Jacob and his family. And then we have the story of Joseph. Adam, Noah, Abraham, Jacob, and Joseph. You'll notice that we skipped over Isaac. That's because Isaac is only referred to as Abraham's son or Jacob's father. He doesn't really have much of a character by himself. Today, I'd like you to read Genesis 10 through 11. Genesis 10 and 11 from the New Living Translation. This is the account of the families of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, the three sons of Noah. Many children were born to them after the great flood. The descendants of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshach and Tiras. The descendants of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Rephath, and Togarmah. The descendants of Javan were Elisha, Tarshish, Kittim, and Rodanim. Their descendants became the seafaring peoples that spread out to various lands, each identified by its own language, clan, and national identity. The descendants of Ham were Cush, Mizraim, Put, and Canaan. The descendants of Cush were Seba, Havila, Sabta, Rama, and Sabteka. The descendants of Rama were Sheba and Dedan. Cush was also the ancestor of Nimrod, who was the first heroic warrior on earth. Since he was the greatest hunter in the world, his name became proverbial. People would say, this man is like Nimrod, the greatest hunter in the world. He built the kingdom in the land of Babylonia, with the cities of Babylon, Erech, Akkad, and Kalne. From there he expanded his territory to Assyria, building the cities of Nineveh, Rehoboth-ir, Kala, and Resan, the great city located between Nineveh and Kala. Mizraim was the ancestor of the Ludites, Anamites, Leobites, Naphtuhites, Pathrusites, Kasluhites, and the Kaphtarites, from whom the Philistines came. Canaan's oldest son was Sidon, the ancestor of the Sidonians. Canaan was also the ancestor of the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites, Girgashites, Hivites, Archites, Sinites, Arvadites, Zemorites, and Hamathites. The Canaanite clans eventually spread out, and the territory of Canaan extended from Sidon in the north of Gerar and Gaza in the south, and east as far as Sodom, Gomorrah, Adma, and Zeboim near Lasha. These were the descendants of Ham, identified by clan, language, territory, 
and national identity. Sons were also born to Shem, the older brother of Japheth. Shem was the ancestor of all the descendants of Eber. The descendants of Shem were Elam, Ashur, Arphaxad, Lud, and Aram. The descendants of Aram were Uz, Hul, Gether, and Mash. Arphaxad was the father of Shelah, and Shelah was the father of Eber. Eber had two sons. The first was named Peleg, which means division. For during his lifetime, the people of the world were divided into different language groups. His brother's name was Joktan. Joktan was the ancestor of Almodad, Shelef, Hazar, Maveth, Jera, Haruram, Uzal, Dikla, Obal, Abimael, Sheba, Ophir, Havilah, and Jobab. All these were descendants of Joktan. The territory they occupied extended from Mesha all the way to Sephar in the eastern mountains. These were the descendants of Shem, identified by clan, language, territory, and national identity. These are the clans that descended from Noah's sons, arranged by nation according to their lines of descent. All the nations of the earth descended from these clans after the great flood. Genesis 11 from the New Living Translation At one time all the people of the world spoke the same language and used the same words. As the people migrated to the east, they found a plain in the land of Babylon. They settled there. They began saying to each other, let's make bricks and harden them with fire. In this region, bricks were used instead of stone, and tar was used for mortar. Then they said, come, let's build a great city for ourselves with a tower that reaches into the sky. This will make us famous and keep us from being scattered all over the world. But the Lord came down to look at the city and and the tower the people were building. Look, he said, the people are united and they all speak the same language. After this, nothing they set to do will be impossible for them. Come, let's go down and confuse the people with different languages. Then they won't be able to understand each other. In that way, the Lord scattered them all over the world and they stopped building the city. That's why the city was called Babel because that's where the Lord confused the people with different languages. In this way, he scattered them all over the world. This is the account of Shem's family. Two years after the great flood, when Shem was a hundred years old, he became the father of Arphaxad. After the birth of Arphaxad, Shem lived another 500 years and had other sons and daughters. When Arphaxad was 35 years old, he became the father of Shelah. After the birth of Shelah, Arphaxad lived another 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Shelah was 30 years old, he became the father of Eber. After the birth of Eber, Shelah lived another 403 years and had other sons and daughters. When Eber was 34 years old, he became the father of Peleg. After the birth of Peleg, Eber lived another 430 years and had other sons and daughters. When Peleg was 30 years old, 
he became the father of Ru. After the birth of Ru, Peleg lived another 209 years and had other sons and daughters. When Ru was 32 years old, he became the father of Serug. After the birth of Serug, Ru lived another 207 years and had other sons and daughters. When Serug was 30 years old, he became the father of Nahor. After the birth of Nahor, Serug lived another 200 years and had other sons and daughters. When Nahor was 29 years old, he became the father of Terah. After the birth of Terah, Nahor lived another 119 years and had other sons and daughters. After Terah was 70 years old, he became the father of Abraham, Nahor, and Haran. This is the account of Terah's family. Terah was the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran was the father of Lot. But Haran died in Ur of the Chaldeans in the land of his birth, while his father Terah was still living. Meanwhile, Abraham and Nahor both married. The name of Abraham's wife was Sarai. The name of Nahor's wife was Milcah. Milcah and her sister Iscah were daughters of Nahor's brother Haran. But Sarai was unable to become pregnant and had no children. One day, Terah took his son Abram, his daughter-in-law Sarai, his son Abram's wife, and his grandson Lot, his son Haran's child, and he moved away from Ur the Chaldeans. He was headed for the land of Canaan, but they stopped at Haran and settled there. Terah lived for 205 years and died while still in Haran. Having read or listened to Genesis 10 to 11, I'd simply like to ask you, who were the significant men and women in your life? Genesis is the story of five men. Who are those men or women in your life? And what would you write today about them? Please like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Email your questions to us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll look at Abraham's covenant.